What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. When you try something new, what's your experience like? Do you give it a minimal amount of effort one time, telling yourself the whole time that you're not going to be able to do it and then proving yourself right? It's fun to be right. Feels good. You're vindicated and all that. But in that instance... What are you proving yourself right about? The answers to that question, those are the bullshit stories you have about yourself that you're using to hold yourself back in all sorts of ways. And those are the stories I help my clients identify and shift because, my love, you did not consent to carrying around that bullshit And you can actually stop weaponizing it against yourself. Now, if you're like me, many of your answers to that question, what are you proving yourself right about? It might sound something like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't know how. Other people will think I'm stupid. No one will take me seriously. They won't trust me. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too literally anything. All of those thoughts evoke the emotion of shame. And how do you show up when you're in the emotional state of shame? Really think about that. When you feel shame, do you actually make a real effort to learn how to do the new thing? No, of course you don't, because we don't show up for anything from shame. Instead, we hide from everything. And when you're hiding from something new, guess what you absolutely cannot do? The thing you're hiding from. So you prove to yourself that your story is true. But what would it be like if the next time you tried something new, you approached it from a different perspective? Instead of shaming yourself into hiding from the new thing just because you're proving an old story true, what if you showed up from a place of curiosity? I'm going to give you an example tangible example from my own life, but I'm going to tell you how I came to this new thing that I started to learn. I was recently on a coaching call with a client and we were talking about procrastination. And anytime we talk about general concepts, it's super helpful to get concrete so that we can see how the generalities play out in the minutia of daily life. So this client and I, we got more specific with her tendencies to procrastinate moving her body. She called it exercise, which 
is fine, but the word exercise seemed icky for her, like an obligation. So key point number one as to why she's procrastinating, even if she wanted to move her body, calling it exercise made it seem like an obligation. And we tend to rebel against obligations because we think we don't have any autonomy. Once we discovered that, we dug into what she was even allowing to count. And as we excavated her story, what we discovered was a certain amount of time on a stationary bike every single day meant that she had moved her body enough. And anything other than that was worthless. Y'all, the stories you tell yourself and the language you use to tell them are everything. We then went back to her childhood to consider how she moved during play and what kinds of movement she enjoyed. And what came out on top was dancing. So we created an assignment whereby she would use at-home dance parties to celebrate accomplishments throughout the day. Now, why am I telling you about a client coaching session when I said that this is going to be a tangible experience from my own life? Well, because during this excavation process, as we were discussing other forms of movement, the suggestion of hula hooping came up. And that sounded so fun to me. So I decided to learn to hula hoop. And so far, I am very bad at it. (laughs) But you know what I'm not doing? I'm not using my lack of skill doing something I've only just started to reinforce any kind of bullshit story that I didn't consent to and make it mean anything about me as a piece of my identity. When I decided to learn to hula hoop, I did so on a whim. It came up on a coaching call, and it sounded fun. So I bought an adult hula hoop online without any research. (laughs) After about two weeks worth of practice, I had only gotten up to like four spins. And here's where I could have given up entirely and gone down the path of I'm not good enough because I'm 38. I'm a plus sized woman. I'm 5'2. I've never been super athletic. I haven't hula hooped since I was like five. There are a whole host of thoughts I could have allowed to take over based on any of that. Although I'm not smart enough is one that my brain likes to offer quite a bit as well. I'm sure that one should have could have shown up somehow had I not stayed in curiosity. As it turns out, the hula hoop I purchased was a little too small, therefore a little too advanced for a super beginner. The smaller the hoop, the faster it spins, and the better you have to be at isolating the proper muscles to keep it spinning. I had the wrong tool. I was using a tool that was not intended for a beginner, So the tool had actually been holding me back from learning. But had I gone down the I'm not good enough rabbit hole, I would have sunk into a shame spiral that would have left me not only not learning to hula hoop, but also probably keeping the hula hoop under the guise of motivating myself to learn it, which would have actually just led to me feeling shame every time I saw the damn hoop. Instead, After those two weeks had passed, I got curious about what else I could do to improve my skill, and that's when I began researching. 
I found video tutorials. I found articles. And I found pictures of hoop size comparison. <laughs> then I bought a new hoop. I've been waiting for a couple of weeks for it to arrive, but it came today. And since it's a bit larger, I'll have to move some of the furniture around a bit to accommodate hooping indoors. But I took it out to my front porch as soon as I put it together. And within two minutes, I had one and a half spins. <laughs> now, I'm not telling you about my experiences with these beginning stages of learning to hula hoop to toot my own horn. Like I said, I'm very bad at it, but I don't care. I've actually gotten up to like 24 spins by this point, so toot toot, I guess. <laughs> but my point here is to show you that even something as insignificant as a decision to learn something new made on a whim that does not impact my life at all is learning something new. And when we learn something new, we tend to sink into our old bullshit stories because no matter how small, new things are still scary. They transform who we are. They challenge our identities. And they give us plenty of opportunity to stand in our own way. And when they're big things, like starting a new business, up-leveling the business you already have, or making a career change, that story gets louder. The antidote is curiosity. Curiosity is an actual superpower. And it's really hard to get into on your own. Like my client who thought she must get on her stationary bike daily in order to count for her obligatory exercise. The story was total bullshit. It was holding her back from even discovering what might feel good for her body. And she didn't consent to any of it. That's where a coach comes in. As your coach, it's my job to show you where those stories are coming up for you. Because we can't always see them on our own. But once you've learned how to identify them, you can start to coach yourself and hone that curiosity superpower to call yourself out on your own bullshit. And that, my loves, that's true liberation.